many moons ago, around April of 2016 to be exact, I had just began and I was fully immersed in hosting and producing a podcast called Trumpet Dynamics. I was a trumpet player at the time. That was what I was really into, and so I had a show based on the trumpet. The show is still kind of in existence today, although I am past the point where I can give it the time and attention that it needs. And if you happen to know someone who might be interested in hosting a podcast, like a trumpet player who's got an entrepreneurial mind, send them over to committedmedia.org and they've got a little press release. Check it out. Anyway, back in the day, this is the the episode there the podcast has just started just a few months prior i published a new episode once per week it could have been more than that but the way that i did the format of the show was i would put multiple interviews on each episode i wanted to feature people that no one had ever heard of but they were still dedicated to the craft and making it happen in their own way although it's a little more obscure than some of the bigger names and so i figured well nobody's going to press play on Joe Schmo, who happens to play trumpet and does it really well, but no one, no one's really heard of him. And then I would put a, a like a big fish trumpet player, a more well-known person at the end of the podcast, and that would be like the featured interview. And so that's the way that I wanted to do it. I figured if it worked for Johnny Carson, having a big name to draw on the viewers and then have lesser known, but equally as entertaining, if not more so, talent in the later slots, it could very well work for me. And it did. The first six months, I followed that format. And then I eventually decided to just go with three episodes per week. You don't have the time constraints of uh, a show like The Tonight Show did, and I can just publish episodes whenever I want. And people, you know, they're, they're, they were into the show by that time. And if they see a new episode, well, they're going to press play, at least give it a chance. I'd built up a little bit of an audience, but this is still the first few months of the show. And so during these early days, when I was doing episodes with multiple guests, I had two people on this one episode. And the the first person was a fellow who's in Los Angeles, and he's doing some things that I guess you'd call avant-garde with music. And what I mean by that is that it's interesting to him, but not really anybody else. And that's, that's all good. That's all well and good. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the integrity that someone has when they do something that is meaningful to them. And even if they know that it's not ever going to be like mainstream popular, they do it anyway. And I think there's a certain level of integrity with that. And that was really why I wanted to do it the way that I did it was so that by featuring these headliner guests, for lack of a better term, these other lesser known people could have a a bit of an audience. And speaking of Johnny Carson, this fellow in Los Angeles that I was speaking to on Skype, I was in, I think I was in Minnesota at the time. He would, he was actually featured on the Tonight Show. He was in the audience and it, it was like some sort of fine talent within the audience. And it turns out that he is able to play or uh, uh, solve a Rubik's cube while he's playing trumpet. So he's playing the Haydn trumpet concerto, solving a Rubik's cube with one hand and playing trumpet with, you know, with his lips, obviously, and then doing the fingerings with the other hand. And it was, I mean, it's cute. It's just a little novelty and, you know, no one's ever going to get rich doing that. But I, th- I just thought it was fun. I thought it was 
you know, that's the trumpet is kind of getting a, a, uh, a, a big stage here on the tonight show. And I, I thought it was neat. And then the other guy that I featured, the headliner for lack of a better term was this jazz musician and he's very well accomplished. He's released several albums. I think he even won a Grammy or he was nominated for a Grammy. He's been around the block and he's he's done a lot of really cool things. So while I was doing the segment featuring the young guy who does the avant-garde music, the, the lesser known fellow, I put the little clip of this fellow on The Tonight Show doing the Rubik's Cube and playing trumpet. And it was, I don't know, maybe it was 60 seconds, maybe 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 a little bit longer than a minute, but it certainly wasn't a prominent part of the podcast. It was just it was just there to just kind of set the stage. And and then I had the other fellow, the the lesser known guy, he was I don't know, 10 15 minutes. We just talked shop for a little while. And then after that, I put the interview of this uh, better known jazz cat after this the segment and so I scheduled the episode, everything was fine, and a couple days after the episode went live, the jazz cat had a fit. He didn't like that a man of his stature was placed alongside this little twerp that no one's ever heard of who was playing trumpet on The Tonight Show while solving a Rubik's Cube. It was beneath him to be featured alongside such a menial, mundane individual. So being younger and less experienced than I am now, I felt like I was in a bit of a dilemma. This quote, big name artist that was supposed to be the main draw to the episode had taken issue with my artistic choices. So I called him on the phone and he asked me, or I think he told me that he wanted me to take the episode down. I don't think that he asked. He said, I would like for you to take it down. And he was also sure in a very sarcastic way to thank me for the extra exposure that I was giving him by featuring him on my podcast. Yeah, the guy is a little bit pretentious. And so being young and weak and not as experienced as I am today, I compromised. What I did was I took out that segment of the Rubik's Cube guy and then placed it <clears throat> in the following week's episode. And then I just left the, the one episode with just Mr. Jazz Trumpet all alone among the pantheon of great guests of the Trumpet Dynamics podcast. I told uh, the fellow, the Rubik's Cube guy, what I had done, and he didn't take kindly to it. He was confused. I'm sure that he felt a little bit insulted at what I had done. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. I think that I would have felt exactly as he did if I were in his shoes and I and, and someone did that to me. I don't think that I would appreciate it very much. My mistake in all of this was allowing Mr. Esteemed Jazz Cat to steer my ship. I allowed his stature and the influence he had, all of which were in my mind, to affect my decisions on how to run my own show. And in the end, no one was happy, and I weakened my own brand, as well as that of the show. Now, if this were to happen today, I wouldn't allow anyone to dictate decisions for my show. I wouldn't take orders from guests of my podcast. 
Why? Because I'm the host and they're the guest. They agree to be on the show. And if they don't like how I produce it, well, tough nuts. That's the way it is. Would this fellow, this this Mr. Esteemed Jazz Cat, change the format of his album because a big name in the jazz trumpet world didn't like it? No, of course not. Because he makes those decisions based on his own principles, his own integrity, based on what he knows is the right thing to do for his own album. So if someone else doesn't like it, he's probably going to tell them to take a hike. Now, it's not to say that I'm not open to feedback and constructive criticism. If there's a suggestion, be it from a guest or anybody else, on, on how to word something a little bit better or how to do such and such, maybe this could be a little bit better or a little more accurate representation of what I've just done. Hey, that's great. I'm all for it. But at the end of the day, those are my decisions, not anyone else's. So Mr. Jazzcat was seriously disrespectful to me when he asked me to do that. By not standing my ground and sticking to my principles and artistic decisions, I allowed that disrespect to weaken my brand. Call it a rookie mistake. Call it whatever you want. I do hope my experience will perhaps allow someone to not fall into the trap of making decisions on the whims and ego-induced impulses of, quote, big fish in the little pond in which they happen to swim. <laughs>